welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And this is going to be the third straight week with this fine fellow. You guys all know Mark Lamson, president and, I don't know, general sales expert, guru, global overlord uh, of selling. Don't, don't, don't say sales expert because Tom might listen. Well, if, I, no the, one has a 98% close rate like him. You that's can't true. compete with that. So we're not going to ever call you a sales expert. But you are just a hint below that. And I love the subject today because, as you know, folks, we've been talking about the front end of the sales cycle pretty heavily over the last couple podcasts. But today we're going to talk a lot about advancing. You guys remember Always Be Closing from... Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Remember that, Mark? ABCs of I do. Selling, the always be closing. We're going to change that to, let, let's change that acronym today. I'll give you a, a, a little bit of time to think about what maybe a better acronym for ABC, what that might mean is. But first, let's talk about what's frosty, cold, and refreshing in front of you. You, you look absolutely thirsty. Well, I am. I've been excited about this uh, since we had this on the schedule. Right. And uh, yesterday, as some of you know, I'm a fisherman. I fish. One of the one of the the, the benefits of fishing uh, and having people on your boat is somehow beers end up on your boat left behind. <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. Terrible. It is. It's an awful problem to have. Now, sometimes I'll try to find their rightful owner and return them. I'll put a Facebook ad up or something like that. Or other times I'll just drink them. And yesterday, I was introduced to a sixty-minute IPA uh, by Dogfish Head. Okay. Which I'd never heard. I guess it's in Delaware. Green can. I don't know. I, I know there's a 120 minute and a 30 minute. And so I'm not sure if that's how long it takes to make drink. <laughs> I have chill. Don't. I hope it's not how long it takes to drink. Yeah. If it takes you 60 minutes, that's. Uh, but I had it yesterday and I'm going to have it again. And it's a, it's a, it's a, a 6% ABV. And I know last week you asked me about the IBU, which yeah. I don't know what the I saw. So I feel necessary to come prepared with that. Yeah. Measurement at 60 on the IBU. Which I think uh, is high, a, right? Yes. Yeah. I think mine last think so. week went up in the 70s and it was quite bitter. I think that's the international bitterness units or something of that Hop nature. Hop forward with uh, piney citrus notes. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. All right. Uh, I see that you've, you've, you're sharing something that's got a mouthfeel, crisp with slightly lingering bitterness. <clears throat> mm -hmm. That's the mouthfeel. So you know, yeah. Aware mm -hmm. of that. Um, so... You know, then there's, there's me, and I am a little bit of a creature of habit. This time of year, I love two things. I love Sam Adams, and I love their seasonals. So today I have selected what we call a um, – it's a pumpkin Jack O. I guess it's just called the Jack O. And it's uh, – it's, let's talk about the, the particulars. 4.4% alcohol by volume, only eight IBUs, which is better for me because I don't love the bitterness. Uh, 150 calories, and uh, it's a um, two-row pale malt blend of malted wheat. So I'm going to crack that pup right this instant, and let's give that. Does that sound good? It doesn't really sound like anything, well, but... No. A microphone failure of epic proportions. Mm. I don't think the uh, I don't think the Yetis were tested for the uh, their. It, there's no <laughs> setting for liquids. It's more no. of a voice <laughs> setting. I want you to pick up this amazing sound of effervescence. Um, so, excellent. All right, we have our beers. We have our topic. Let let's fire up the engines here. Um, I teased it a little bit. ABC. 
we, we want to change from always be closing to this idea of advance. Advance because you care. ABC, advance because you care. You choose the right thing at the right time to move your cell cycles along. And so, you know, in our, in our coursework, we talk a lot about this. You've heard other podcasts. Tom came on and talked a lot about the story of John Sequera on 9-11 and, and the Oprah book uh, club situation. And we can, we can direct you back to that podcast in its entirety if you are interested. But Mark, you, you are an expert on and, you know, a guru of advancing cell cycles. So where do we start? Like, what's the best, you know, place to start once we've gotten into a cell cycle and we need to figure out what the next logical step is? Uh, at the beginning, is, is, that, is that the right answer for where we start? It, well, that's usually the right answer, but okay. I was looking for something a smidge more specific. Okay. If you could well, I was still working that. on the assignment. I thought I was trying to come up with a better acronym for uh, always be oh, closing. No, I'd love to hear it. Well, I thought that was for me. I thought you said, you know, you can think about it. You were thinking about it. I put, I put advancing is for achievers. How about that? Advance. So it's not ABC. It's, it's always be closing, but it's coffee is for closers. I'm going to go for advancing is for achievers. A-F-A? <clears throat> it doesn't roll. Well, no. Roll. Advancing um, because you care is ABC. But yeah. I, I thought you were going down to the movie of coffee is for closers. Oh, yeah. They, uh, right? I love that. I've and so that closers case. get coffee. Yeah, advancers clearly a higher level. There's there's more for for uh, achievers than than coffee. See so this advancing. watch? It's worth more than your car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Where do we start? We start with if you. We start with this. Keep listening. If you've been on more than one or two or five meetings or calls where it was overall good, you talk to the customer. They're like, "Yeah, that makes sense. I think that makes sense." And you end with this really weak, okay, well, let me get back to you and think about it. You know, we've got to look at our budgets or whatever. Yeah. That sounds good. Hey, would it be okay if I followed up with you in a, in a couple of weeks? Either that'd be great. Not Knock yourself out. Perfect. What happened? <laughs> Nothing. What are the odds? I mean, I've had sales doing? reps, you know, we kind of put notes in there and we say, well, you know, what was your commitment? And I see that, you know, they gave me permission to follow up in a couple of weeks. Great. That's awesome. I don't need permission to follow up with anybody. I can dial 10 digits or send an email to anybody in the world and follow up. So without permission, that's right. without permission. Yeah. But the, the reality of it is when we, this is the exit principle. Mm -hmm. you know, when we leave the meeting without a next step, the odds of reconnecting go dramatically down. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. kind of car sales 101. Don't let them leave the lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. It's, didn't this just happen to us? Like we were on a call together this week and the person, I mean, a, a productive, very interesting call, something that we're, we're very much considering doing. And they said, so we'll, uh, we'll follow up with you next week and set some new dates. Like what stopped them from actually asking us for the logical next step, the date of the next meeting and assigning us any homework or assignment selling that, that would make sense. And, and they, they didn't actually do that. Uh, which I was a little bit surprised by. I think you know who I'm talking about. Well, and I get that they, I get, well, they hadn't listened to this podcast yet because, well, it wasn't created, but I think people hesitate because they're just not sure yeah. what to ask for. It's a little Frady scared. If you're a transactional seller, yeah. we ask for the sale. Would you like to buy? That's, that's easy because there is only one question. Well, great. Would you like to, would you like to purchase that? Yes yeah. or no. Mm -hmm. But in the other 90% of situations where it's a, I don't know what the right word is, complex sale, more than one step. 
you know, as a process. System, yeah. Yeah, whatever it might be. There's, a, there's, a, there's next steps people have to follow to get to the point where they're ready to commit and make a purchase. And the reason I think that we don't ask for that more is we don't know what those next steps should be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and easily solvable, really, when you think about just, just having a process. We talk about this all the time. People, many sales reps who have this, uh, I don't know, this feeling of I can talk to anybody about anything. Just give me a, a topic in five minutes and I can be ready sort of thing. They, they, they undermine the idea that a process can actually help you advance things more quickly. And so mm -hmm. we talk about process a lot. And it's not, it's not to take away the creativity of you as a salesperson. It's to give you um, guardrails to, to, <laughs> to protect yourself from yourself and make sure you're always moving forward, right? So, yeah. so what are some of these, these, these ideas, some steps to make no, sure I, we're always advancing? I think that's good homework for the people listening. If you want to get better at this and think you can take more meetings and turn them into a commitment versus a, hey, I'll check in with you in a couple of weeks, is to make a list. Yeah. Just sit down and say... Uh, well, you know, we talk about an event. Your your first step at the end of a call. Let's let's figure out where we are. You asked me, you know, where do we start? We're starting with. We've talked to them. We've done discovery on a call or on a previous call. We've made a presentation. We've made a recommendation. Maybe we had some questions. Maybe we had some objections. But we're at the point where the customer has some type of neutral or positive response to what we're recommending, and so we're in advance, and it's time to. You use the term, we, it's time to stop selling your process. I'm sorry, sell your process, not your products, right? right. Stop selling what you do. You're done that. Now we're trying to sell, influence, try to get them to commit to the process. And, and the, the important part is to have a process. And that's on you. <laughs> that is the first most important part of this is to actually have one. I like now, I want to be clear. A lot of you work for companies that say, we have a sales process. You know, it's qualify the opportunity and identify needs and present and make proposal. And that's, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about, that's your selling process. What we're talking about is what are possible steps that customers can take to better evaluate what you do and make a decision that it's something they should commit to. And I think that there's two... I think there's two criteria. One is it helps them understand your competitive advantage, the value of your solution. It helps them see what you do. It helps them experience that or learn more about that. And two, the event has to require action from the customer. And that's the one I would circle. People miss this. People say, can I send you a proposal? Yes. Send me a proposal. <laughs> right. I might read it. Maybe. Depends we spend a lot of time on proposals that I would argue are not, not, not only do we not follow up or, or hear back from them, but they're not even read. Right. And maybe some of them are boilerplate and maybe that's the problem. But yeah, they're, they're explaining what we do and how and why and what it costs. And we need proposals. But when we send it out with nothing on the back end or an action from the customer, it's, it's, it's not advancing. It's just us doing work and the customer has nothing to do. I think there's an interesting, I don't know, uh, dichotomy, the relationship, the, 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 the rep to the, the client relationship, really when it works best is a two-way street, right? So if I'm doing all the work as the rep, 
that should be a warning sign to me that maybe this person's not very interested, right? But if I'm, if we're sharing in the workload and I'm, I don't know, I hate the word assignment, but if I'm giving sort of an assignment that's well received by the, the customer, I'm going to send you this article to read before I send you this proposal to make sure some of these questions get answered. You know, that shows a little bit of commitment on both sides. If I'm going to go through all, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you say these things, but if I'm going to go through all this time and effort to put together this awesome proposal, would it be okay if we looked through it together on a meeting and had mm -hmm. a sort of a proposal meeting where I could explain some of the nuance of some of these different pieces of it? Um, that does not seem like it should be too far out of bounds, but I think people might be afraid to ask for that. Yeah. And, and it's not a, it's not a, you know, quid quo pro, you do this, I'll yeah, do that. Right, it's not so, right, and that's right. not even supposed to be even. I mean, we're the customer, I mean, we're the sales rep. Yeah. We should be work, we're working harder. Yes. yes. But they got to come to the table with something. Yeah. So, so as an example, I mean, let's, let's revisit the homework. The homework is write these things down. There's got to be at least three, four, five, or 10 things. Logical. That, that you can ask your customers to do. And then this is a really wide range. So yeah. all I can really do is take maybe like Aslan. So we sell sales training. Mm -hmm. It might be everything from send me a job description of your reps so we can better understand their role and maybe where we can add help. Or it might be to set up a content review call and we'll just go through a couple of things that we teach so you can see if it's relevant. Might be to you attend one of our trainings or... Yeah or talk to one of our customers, or it might be us for us to come on site, do an assessment. There's several things. So you need a list of at least three or yeah. five or seven or 10. And, and one of the things on your list should probably be a proposal review call or meeting. If you just do that one thing. So, in, so the next time someone says, can you send me a proposal? We say, sure, I'd be happy to. That'll be helpful. One of the things that I typically say, well, let's talk about maybe how to position that in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, so reviewing the proposal that with them is an event that helps explain the value of your company mm -hmm. and it involves their action. So, so that's an event. We have all those things. And the, the last thing I'd say about choose the event is line them up from top to bottom based on the customer's commitment level. I love so that. if the customer is down to the bottom yeah. of like, hey, we're getting ready to buy, we're getting ready to I shouldn't say the word bottom. They're down to the, the bottom of the funnel. They're getting to, we're getting ready to make a purchase yeah. and make a decision, big or small. That's a very high level of commitment that right. they have to this decision versus you called them up for the first time. They weren't thinking about your product or service at all. And now they're like, man, hey, it's, it's, it's on my whiteboard somewhere, but it's a really low priority. So what would make sense from an event timing, effort, commitment level action that we could put on them. And it might be just, it might be to set a follow-up meeting. It might be to have them send you something, yeah. whether it's their layout, if you're doing something to their building or some kind of something internally, it helps you understand, you know, what they're currently doing. It, it, it's an email. It's, it's an email. They attach a file, they send it to you. It's a next step. So make a list of events, rank that involve action that help explain your advantage mm -hmm. and rank them from highest commitment to lowest commitment. That's and the yeah. first step. And making sure that you've got them <clears throat> so that you can pull on them the right level of commitment equals the right, you know, next step. I think you, 
you're, you know, we're always so, so good with word pictures around here, but you just wrote a great article um, about, you know, proposing marriage. You don't yeah. sort of just jump right to that, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the beginning of that relationship might include breakfast or a, a safe lunch before you go to that sort of uh, yeah. that dinner date, right? And so make sure that the, the next ask lines up with where the commitment level of the customer is. I think that's a great, great lesson. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and that's your job. The last thing I'll say is that's your job in the meeting, in the conversation. You, go, you have to go to the meeting with that list in front of you and a probable one or two things. Say, based on where you are in the relationship and what you know, this is where I think we'll be. I mean, I asked that with my sales reps. Yeah. Hey, what, what's, what's our goal? What's our, you just have to have a call, call objective. What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to get to? How are we going to know at the end to do a uh, in-person or a virtual fist bump that says, yeah, that's awesome. I, I got something done to yeah. advance a customer. You need to figure out what those options are in the beginning. And then at the end of the call, make a decision, assess where their commitment level is. And what do you think you should ask for? Should yeah. you ask, should you just go and say, Hey, can I buy you a drink? Should you ask for a fancy dinner or should you end up somewhere between and say, Hey, how about coffee? You know, sometime yeah. on a public place kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. The next best action commitment, the next most logical That's thing. That's right. You got to know it. Because remember, you're the, you're the expert here. These, these people may do this, the, you know, the customers may do this once a year, once in a lifetime, depends on the purchase they're making. You do this all day, every day. You should know what makes logical sense to, to, to make a next step and guide them through this. They're, they're counting on you to do that. And, uh, and I think people lose track of that sometimes. Well, when you say you're the expert, are you talking to me or to our audience? Because I thought I was the expert, and now sales, you're the telling guy. the audience you're the well, expert. I mean, don't get upset about it. It's I think you're overusing the word expert. I think you're throwing around a little too loosely. Okay. Well, we can change the word. Do you have a better word? Get the thesaurus out. Mini-me? The mini-me? No? Nothing? We're losing time. Are you, um, are you eating pretzels? I'm, I'm eating peanuts because I'm, I'm hungry. It goes, grows great with the dogfish IPA. Because <laughs> if, if we have another episode where I have to come over and do the Heimlich through this screen, I mean, I don't, I don't know that's going to work out well. Okay. All right. So we have the possible events. We're writing that down. I know you're probably at the gym or walking right now, but when you, you know, pull your phone out and write down some of those things while you're walking and, uh, or when you get home, certainly take time to do that. So it's your first homework assignment we've given you in a long time. So do it. Don't do it while you're driving. That's what our lawyers told me to say. That's a fair, fair point. Or driving over 25. If you're on the back no, roads, no, that's fine. No, 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 no texting while driving. No. Do not do that. They, they listen to us. They do what we say. They're going to do that. Okay. All right. Yep. Where are we? Number two. Yep. What's the second step? Uh, just ask for it. Yeah. So, so all this stuff up front is the mindset of what's the event, make your list, figure out where they are, and ask for, ask for it. Just ask. Just simply ask them. But this is important. Don't just ask any old way. Our recommendation, you know what the Aslan recommendation is going to start with. It's an other-centered offer. It's not just a close. It's an other-centered offer. A couple things. Closing or advancing, is it's about timing, not so much technique. There's lots of techniques out there. You've heard of assumptive close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we play a good scene from Prime Gig where Vince Vaughn 
uh, is trying to do closes for some woman and he's like, Oh, that's the, she, she's a sales manager. Yeah. And so she's like, well, that's the you know, Ben Franklin clothes where you make the list or the sympathy clothes. We're like, Oh, look, I'm having a tough quarter. So if you, if you haven't, if you haven't read spin selling, it's a great book, Neil Rackham old book, yeah. uh, but talks about questions. He followed a bunch of people around, did some research and we really to see what, you know, what was important about sales reps. Now this is back, I think what is, I think I had a Early copyright 90s. date of 70. I thought it was early. I thought it was the that 80 could something. Be, could be. Yeah, yeah. And what he found out, what he found out was it's a really about good questions. Selling was, was changing a few decades ago as it is now. Mm -hmm. But one of the things, one of the stories he told was a customer. He was with a, he was with a rep shadowing a rep, watching a meeting with a customer face to face across the table. Customer was interested and the rep said, uh, you know, okay, well, you know, uh, do you want that to be delivered, you know, this week or next week? And he kind of <laughs> sort of kind of skipped the question of, would you like to buy it? Yeah. <clears throat> the assumptive. And true story, the, the customer kind of said, who was an experienced buyer, he was a, you know, put up his hand, said, well, hold on a second. He opened his drawer. He pulled out a little stack of index cards. He flipped through them. And he held up one and turned it around and it said assumptive close technique. Right. That's awesome. Do not get caught yeah. with a closing technique. Okay. It's not about tricking someone into signing something or whatever. Right. But you have to ask, you have to ask, do they want to take the next step? But it's in an other-centered way because the most common closing technique that I see is I'm going to make this one up. It's called a favor close. Mm. You ever seen this? It's a favor close. The rep wants to win the deal, and they want to be nice, and they know in their heart they don't want to push. So they say things like, hey, would you mind... Or would it be okay? Hey, would you mind if we got on a call next week for half an hour and show you a couple of things? Would that be okay? Because I want to show you that. Like, would it be okay? Can can you pretty please do this for me? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's you know, it's like saying, hey, can you get me a cup of coffee, please? Like, what's the there's no benefit to you of getting me a cup of coffee? It's yeah. it's so this is a favor close. So assess your closes. Are they favor closes? It, it's nice and polite on the surface, but deep down, it's really self centered because you're not giving the customer a reason that it benefits them versus just you. So that's an other centered offer. Here's the rule for other centered offer. It really does all come down to that. If you're always in your customer's seat, if you're always, you know, taking the trip and seeing life through their eyes, it does change the way you communicate. It changes the way you, you advance the sales cycle. It, cha yeah. it changes the way everything goes on between you and your client. And that's such an important piece. Okay. Yeah, and so another centered offer simply the rule is it, it it tells the customer that this step, you taking this action will benefit you. And I put this as a as a bonus, even if you don't buy from us. Yeah. You know, we do a content review. Mm -hmm. So we might say, look, it sounds like you're doing some training internally. I'm not sure how much you've seen outside training, but if you think it makes sense or if you'd like. Or I'd suggest, and the words aren't important. It's your motive that's that's important. You know, would it make sense to take a half an hour or an hour? I can review some of our content that might be relevant. And that's probably the best way for you to decide quickly whether what you're doing internally 
is fine or whether Aslan or somebody else might be worth exploring. And then, and then we can go from there. Does that work? It's an other-centered offer. Proposal review, we're working on this is because I know there's a lot of people that would benefit from, from a proposal review call. The other-centered offer for a proposal review call is I'd be happy to send your proposal. What I typically find is that it generates a few questions which customers aren't really sure the best way to get answered. So I'll send it to you a day two before. Would it make sense to put a tentative placeholder on the calendar to review the questions? And that way you got it and it'll save you some time. Yeah. Could, could we do that? You know, could we do that in a week or so? Yeah. It's, it's saving them time. People have questions because they do have questions. When have you read a proposal where you don't say, ah, I got a few questions. So those are examples of this is the benefit of this step. And, and be careful. The benefit of your step, not your products. Don't say, I'd like to show you some content. I'd like to come do a demo. Hey, hey can I, I'm going to come do a demo if that makes sense. Not to say, to show you how awesome we are. Yeah. Right? That says, I'm giving you a sales pitch. What I'd like to do, if you think it makes sense, is come do a demo. And then you and your team can really get a handle on what this might look like in your environment or what it really might do. And that'll be the quickest way to make an assessment. If, it's helped to make, you, your job is to help people make decisions, not tell them how awesome your stuff is. You, they'll figure that out if you're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. So the first two steps, <clears throat> as we see it, uh, choose the, the appropriate event, make that list. The second step, make it an other centered offer. I know there's a third step because things always seem to happen in threes around here. There's always, well, no, so it seems. I think so. Yeah. I think, okay. you know. So what's the third step? Well, we can charge more money if it's three steps versus two for the well, for the module, point. can't we? That's a fair point. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just it just get that date and time commitment. It's a uh, it's a nuance. Yeah, it's a nuance, but it's about understanding. It's got to have a date and time. I, I slipped it in a minute ago. It's about tentative placeholder. I use tentative placeholder. Hey, I, I'm not sure if people need to meet, but I know if we leave and we're going to play phone tag or we're going to play, you know email back and forth. You want to just look at our calendar now, take a couple weeks out yeah. and put something in the calendar as a tentative placeholder. And by the way, my calendar, I don't think has a way to delineate between placeholders <laughs> and meetings. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless you write placeholder in the subject. You could, and you could do that. You yeah. Could. Get it there. Read some of our stuff about sending good meeting invitations. Make sure they're other centered meeting invitations. When we send something, uh, you know, when we send something for a client, if we yeah. say client X review, well, on our calendar, that's helpful. On their calendar, it has the name of their own company. So think about your company name, what it is, time and date. You're not going to always get a commitment, but I know one thing, if you don't ask, you'll never get a commitment. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, this is an amazing topic. And I think, especially given what we've been on lately and talking about the front end of the sell cycle, the, the appropriate um, you know, the appropriate step, the appropriate other-centered way to advance a sell cycle is a process. And, you, and it's very important for even those of us like myself who considered themselves a you know, sort of a freelancer um, when, I, when I sold. I, I probably could have benefited from a process like this and I would have had much higher success rates. And I know, uh, I know you, um, you actually recently put a lot of this to good work in, in a training you did. Um, do you, you have a, you have a, a story, don't you? With, uh, I have a, a story. Yeah. With a, with a company that we, we work with. Yeah. I mean, just the, the short, of course, 
Uh, I don't really know if they're if they're not innocent. I don't need to protect them. Um, I have lots of stories about you to share. Then, yeah, but we know this one personally. I mean, he he might have given. Yeah. Anyway, permission. bottom line is, you did some training, and he said, "Hey, one of the things I'm focused on is exactly this. We send in a lot of proposals, and we don't really have a lot of." Feedback, we get a lot, you know, yeses are great, noes are okay, maybes kill me. We got a lot of maybes because we just have things stall. Yeah. yeah. And so we focused on just this piece. How do we set up a proposal, proposal review meeting, give them another centered offer and just ask? And uh, yeah, it, just in, in a week, it, it, they had a number of, a number of uh, percentage more of meetings of proposal review calls than they had before because they're just asking for them. So yeah, good, good, good topic. Uh, I know we're out of time. Yeah, I'd be doing a disservice to our listeners if I didn't say this doesn't work 100% of the time. This is a money-back podcast offer, correct? Is, is. is that the way we structure this? <laughs> it is, yeah. Okay. If our things don't work, you get your money back. Okay. Uh, they're going to say no sometimes. Yeah. They're going to say, no, I don't want to do that. You know what? I just, I'm just not sure I'm ready. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is not the time. You can ask them why, how come, or let me understand more. But for the most part, I think I would really balance that you've built up some trust. You've built some credibility and rapport. Let's not erode that by pushing too hard. All it means, if they were previously positive mm -hmm. and they're not ready to accept your offer, it probably just means you chose incorrectly. You picked something too high on the commitment scale. So instead of arguing, just back it down. Let's say, hey, if, if that doesn't make sense, then maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe that's a little bit too much. You can say that maybe, maybe we're not ready for that. Maybe we should just do this. Maybe we should just send me this, or maybe we should have just a quick call with your technical people in a month or whatever. It doesn't need to be a week or two. It's put it down there, but just get it on the calendar. Something. The odds of someone, you know, when they give you a verbal commitment and accept a calendar invitation, it's not a hundred percent, but it's a lot more than, not asking her to say, I'll reach out. It's a lot easier to blow you off in an email yeah. than if we have a, a commitment that we made. If you, you know, we were using the dinner thing. Hey, we, if we say, if you say to your, somebody you're courting and say, Hey, eat dinner sometime. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that go with dinner and it's yeah. it just, you know, well, Hey, if you know, how about we just grab lunch sometime during the day, just grab a coffee some morning on the sidewalk at Starbucks and just meet you outside Dutch street. It's a lower level of commitment. It's yeah. easier to accept. And, and honestly, I do believe there's a little bit of, I don't want to say the word guilt. That, that's not right. It's not a guilt thing. But the customer says to himself, look, I like you. I like what you're doing. I said no to something else. The second thing you offer me makes more sense. It's more palatable. And I'm just going to agree to it because yeah. that's the right thing to do. And that's okay. That's yep. okay. Well, excellent. I mean, what a great topic. Um, and, and one that I think of all the stuff we teach, one that's probably when we get into these organizations, the one that's probably least understood. We always know that salespeople are supposed to close, but I don't think people think about closing in quotes as advancing the sale and what's most logical in each step of the process. And I think hopefully those of you listening today got a little bit out of this and, and learned some things. And remember your homework, go home and write down those top three to five things that makes sense to advance your sales cycles and uh, advance because you care. ABC of closing the ABC of selling uh, Mark, any final comments before we turn them loose on the world? We try to always practice what we preach. So, yeah. uh, so uh, I've, I've advanced to my uh, next dogfish. <laughs> so was, uh, can we, can we wrap this thing up? That was the next logical step for you. I mm -hmm. understand. Yeah. It requires action commitment. It does. 
It does. It got all some, the pieces. Some commitment to actually move downstairs. To I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it in in five minutes. So <laughs> you pick no. a date in the future and not lie. Uh, th- this is this is really small but really important stuff. This is the red. This is for those of you who are football fans. I mean, this is the end zone. This is the, I mean the red zone. This is the goal line. This mm-hmm. is you are there. You have good calls. Have a list, align it with a commitment level, make it other-centered. Say to yourself, be able to say, this benefits you regardless if you work together or not, and just get a time and date. It's as simple as that. If you do that mediocre well, you are going to have more next steps, period. Excellent. All right. Well, you guys get out there and download the podcast, subscribe to it, share it with your friends and keep the comments coming. So many great comments, even in the last couple of weeks, people that are really enjoying the podcast, people I know, people I don't know um, that are that are calling, uh, not calling, but emailing and, and telling us what they think. We love that. That helps us uh, make sure we're on the right track. And please, if you've got ideas for future podcasts, we want to hear them. We'd love to talk about what you want to hear about. So Make sure you are doing that, and we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan. Mm-hmm.